Coming up on today's Locked on Dimebacks podcast, talking with Sully Baseball about the lack of representation of black athletes in the sport. How can we increase the numbers? Where do the black athletes go? Discussing all that and so much more on today's Locked on Dimebacks podcast. You are Locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Dimebacks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. I'm there you can see on my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter. At Creator Thomas24 for my personal account, or look up Locked on Dimebacks about Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do that podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms. So please continue to tell your friends. One of those platforms is YouTube, so please subscribe to the Locked On Dimebacks YouTube channel. But now, let's jump right into the podcast with Sully Baseball of Locked On MLB. You know, storm bases went up in the 80s, 80s and whatever, 70s, when we had more of an influx of black talent. Now we see in today's game, the talent pool of black players is dramatic, you know, uh, dwindled down dramatically and we also seen a downcrease in stolen baseball uh and stolen bases as well in baseball over the last few years so do you think that then correlated the lack of black players also correlates the lack of stolen baseball stolen bases i don't know why i keep saying baseball stolen bases we see in today's game i think we're going to talk about that in our next segment <laughs> okay um miller brought up something i want to talk about because there is a tremendous decrease in the number of African-American players. We saw Andrew McCutcheon, who was one of the more recent uh, black superstars, is returning home to his roots with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm glad to see that. Um, Andrew McCutcheon is a player who is impossible not to root for, not just because his peak, he was a super exciting player and helped spark that brief renaissance we saw in Pittsburgh. Um, but he just seems, you know, everyone, everywhere he's gone, he seems to be like a, you know, a good solid teammate and a good citizen and everything like that. And as he's winding out his career, heading back to where he was, but there has not been a great, uh, replenishment of black stars in baseball. Obviously there's a tremendous Latin presence and we're seeing the, the recent, the signing of international players are coming from all different countries, including the pirates just signed a couple of prospects from Uganda, for God's sakes, we're tapping into to Africa and, and other markets in Asia and, and in, you know, in Australia and all throughout central and South America and in the Caribbean. But there was a point where baseball was the top sport for African-Americans in the United States. And, I'm going to go on a limb and say it's not now. No. <laughs> it's, it's really not. Um, I think there are some factors to that. Um, and again, it's always interesting when a guy who has my background looks like me dips his toe into this one. But you're here to give me cover. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here to back you up in case anyone says anything. Can, and, again, and also, if I say anything out of line here, um, I, I think one big thing is, is I think 
there's been a lot of sort of it's become a very expensive to mm-hmm. to be a baseball player um you know, you have a lot of these win- you know, these winter leagues and summer leagues and you know like it isn't like you played football a lot of times with these athletes it's not like you're playing football in the fall basketball in the winter and then baseball in the spring you're playing one sport all year, yeah. you know all year long um it's and some of those leagues and the equipment and everything are becoming more and more expensive and not focusing on certain you know i'm trying to not step step on a rake here uh you know it's been focusing on more affluent uh it's become almost like tennis and golf in a way yeah no i that's fair no accessibility is definitely a huge part of it because you just think about how easy it is to pick up a basketball pick up a football i mean you could pick up a baseball and play catch but like anyone could just practice their basketball skills on a hoop Mm -hmm. anyone could pick up a basketball go practice that anyone could just start having a little flag football game in the front yard front yard to you know play and practice football but for baseball you need a group of friends you have to go find a diamond which is also the tough part you actually have to find a baseball field that'll let you go on there with your eight buddies or 12 buddies whatever you have you need a squad of friends to go play a baseball game and that's just a lot tougher to do um in general no matter your background so i think just from an accessibility standpoint it's a lot harder for someone to go find a baseball go find a glove and go play that sport as opposed to basketball or football and i also think when you look at in terms of uh, accessibility when i think about like the nba when i think about football nowadays you got like the aau you got all these basketball hoop circuits these guys play together from kids they travel around the country they're stars before they even make it to the nba you look at football all these three on three leagues all these five on five leagues there's so many different groups and skills and camps that these other sports run that all these young kids gravitate toward baseball i'm sure has camps too right now mlb this past weekend for the mlk weekend they're doing their mlb dream series so right now in arizona they have all these camps where they're focusing on predominantly showcasing young african-american players but like that's a one weekend camp i don't see too many mookie bets you know baseball classic camps or this and that like if you look at basketball it feels like every nba star has their own version of their own basketball camp that they run i feel like baseball doesn't really have that i haven't really heard of the mike trout baseball camp and maybe there is maybe there isn't one but i feel like when you think about accessibility, there's so many basketball camps around the country. There's so many football camps around the country. I think it's just a lot harder to get a group of baseball friends to come together and go try to practice and play that sport and get better at it as opposed to some of the other sports you see that are popular in America. Yeah, I also think the weather has something to do with it. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it, I mean, basketball can be played indoors. You know, yeah. I mean, that's why, I mean, football is a little different, obviously, but I mean, it's sort of they playing anything, though. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, you know, you do see a lot of players coming out of the Caribbean, obviously, where there's, you know, the weather is great, you know, and out of you know Central and South America where the weather is great. And you're also seeing there are academies and there are groups of people where they get groups of people together to play baseball there. I mean, it's I guess it's one reason why you get more hockey players out of Manitoba and you get more shortstops out of the Dominican Republic. Part of that has to do with the freaking weather. You know, there's not a lot yeah. of you. You follow. You're a big part of the Arizona uh, Coyotes situation there. Not a lot of dudes there from Panama, you know, playing <laughs> hockey these days. Um, you know, hockey in the desert tough in general. You know, we're trying to really build that sport up. But you do see a lot of, you know, a lot of players coming out of 
of the Southwest and the South of America and, you know, and South America for that matter. But I think there's one other aspect and, and this is, I've been, I've had a theory about this for a little bit. And I think that there was a period of time where there were a lot of the predominant stars in baseball were African-American players. You know, you're not just going through, we just mentioned the 40s and the, the arrival of Jackie, the arrival of the Henry Aarons and the Willie Mazes and the Frank Robinsons and the Ernie Bankses, and then through the 60s, the Bob Gibsons and the, you know, Roberto Clemente is still a god amongst the Puerto Ricans. But I mean, in terms of like, you know, we mentioned, I said Bob Gibson, Lou Brock, um, Reggie Jackson, you know, right, you know, Dick Allen, all the way through the 70s. And then the 80s, you saw another great influx of superstars, the Kirby Puckets, the Ricky Hendersons, the Tony Gwynns, the Dave Stewarts, the Dave Winfields, the Ozzie Smiths. And in the early 90s, you saw the next great wave of African-American stars, Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, I mean, you know, Barry Larkin, all these great future Hall of Famers or should be Hall of Famers were starting to come through and starting to to, uh, uh, become gigantic stars. And at that time, Major League Baseball was not promoting their own stars. And I, because there was such labor strife and they didn't want to put the stars on this giant pedestal, they were on the verge of this labor disaster of the early 1990s. At the exact same time, the NBA was exploding. Remember, the NBA's popularity was so low at the beginning of the 1980s that the NBA finals was on tape delay. Yeah. And by the end of the decade, it was the biggest global phenomenon. Bird and Magic, obviously, and, and you know, the end of Dr. J, obviously, Michael Jordan caused that to explode to a level we never thought of. While Michael Jordan was exploding, Ricky Henderson was the greatest, the, the greatest offensive force we've seen in years. Barry Bonds was the greatest talent we saw. Ken Griffey Jr. was the most exciting player we saw. You know, blah, 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 blah. Every, you know, Joe Carter, you know, touch them all, Joe, you'll never hit another big one in life. Dave Stewart winning every big game in the world. Barry Larkin leading the Reds. All the stuff, Kirby Puckett. Tony Gwynn and baseball was not promoting them. Baseball was not putting them front and center. They weren't doing the Nike ads. You knew you knew the third or fourth player on the Bulls and the Suns and the Knicks. But most people wouldn't know who Ken Griffey Jr. is unless he was wearing his uniform and had a sign that said, hello, my name is Ken Griffey Jr. And that's inexcusable because he was not only supreme talent, did great on television, but wanted to be seen by everybody. And I think that this, I don't know, this may not be a huge factor, but I think the fact that there was a whole generation of kids not putting their posters on the wall, but putting, you know, Barkley and Pippen and of course MJ on their wall. And then same thing with the NFL. I think that that played no small part in an entire generation not idolizing a group of players and wanting to emulate them. And also, I just want to say, thank you for making Locked On Dimebacks your first listen every day. But make your second listen of the day the Locked On MLB Prospect Show with host Lindsey Crosby because he's a prospect encyclopedia. If you need to know someone from AAA to rookie ball, Lindsey Crosby has you covered, doing rankings, doing evaluations, doing it all when it comes to MLB prospects. So check out the Locked On MLB Prospects show. Streaming everywhere, of course. 
No, I think fame definitely plays a part of it because like you're talking about, when you become a superstar black athlete in baseball, you don't get the same acclaim as you do in basketball or football. You can't just walk around the streets and get mobbed by fans like you do in the NBA and NFL. I think that fame does play a factor too. I feel like in the culture that we have here in America for a lot of these young athletes and youths, like just in general, like you want to be recognized for your talent. Like all these, we talked about all these basketball prospects coming up. They all have their mixtapes. all have huge followings on social media before they even blow up. But for a young baseball prospect, it's just not going to be the same fame and acclaim. We don't usually know how good a baseball prospect is. A youngster is until they make it to the major leagues, until they start showcasing their ability. We know about these young NBA players that NFL players from their times in colleges and their times in high school. And you don't get the same level of fame if you're doing it the baseball method. And now you're looking at the sports of today. First off, like you just talked about, you don't have the fame. You also don't have that representation like you used to have back in the day in the 80s and the 90s. So it's harder for a young black American now to want to start picking up the sport of baseball because you look at the sport of baseball, there's not a lot of people you can identify with. You got the Mookie Betts of the world. You got still the Andrew McCutcheons of the world. But there's a small talent, uh, a small pool of talent of black players right now in Major League Baseball. So I feel like if you really want to get you know, young African-Americans back to watching the sport of baseball. Like, I don't even know if there's really a way to do it, but I feel like you need like a black Shohei Otani realistically. Like you need a Tiger Woods of baseball because Tiger Woods didn't like make more black golfers, but at least got like the black audience to watch golf. And he at least got a different set of eyeballs and audience to watch the sport of golf for baseball. I'm not sure you're going to have an influx of black talent. If you get a black Shohei Otani, but you can at least get a new audience, more eyeballs to the game. I think. I do think that the fact that they had such a such a large number of Hall of Fame or certainly all-star quality players who were African-American at the beginning of the 1990s who were not given the press and not given the attention that they should have, I, I think plays no small part in – it was like a generation of kids that was lost. And you saw – I mean, you'll see – hero worship when, you know, Ortiz returned back to the Dominican Republic or, you know, uh, you know, Miguel Cabrera coming back to, you know, Venezuela, you know, Mariano Rivera going back to Panama, all the sort of, the, you can still see there's, there are here, there could be potential hero worship. We just, I don't know. I, I don't have yeah. the answer. I just want to address, I just want to address the question there because yeah. it seems, you know, it, it seems straight. And I'll tell you something that, I mean, if I were, I mean, I'm not going to negative smear campaign something here, but if I were, you know, I know there was the whole RBI, you know, uh, reviving baseball inner city program that the late John Young formed in the 2000s to sort of create some of these leagues. Maybe that will, you know, some players will come from that. I would, if I, I mean, it, this is a mild smear campaign against another sport. What we're learning about concussions in football and the long-term destruction that can do to someone's brain, I was saying, hey, um, instead of putting the helmet on and maybe turning your brains into mush, uh, yeah, helmets and base will be hit by a pitch or two, but you're not, you don't get a concussion every time you draw a ball four. You know, I mean, I, I, there should be uh, the, just the safety for a kid uh, to play baseball. And let's face it. Baseball is the best sport to play if you're a kid, because if you're playing youth basketball, you could pass it to the same kid every time. Youth soccer, you kick it to the same kid every time. Little League, every kid gets a turn at bat. Every kid gets a chance. And, 
you know what? I, that's something to celebrate too. Yeah, there's some great positives to baseball. You get more long-term investment usually if you're a great baseball player. You get more long-term on your deal. Um, the money, you make way more as a baseball athlete than you do as an NFL player. But once again, like we were talking about, I think it goes back to baseball just not being like a cool sport. Like it, it's tough to say, but like I think young black Americans just don't resonate with the sport of baseball as they do with other sports. You can't, like young athletes today care so much about building their brand. And like you talked about, Baseball still hasn't really figured out how to prop up the brand of their own athlete. So it's like if I'm a young athlete, why would I go to baseball? I can have the I can have the money in baseball. I can have the long term security. But can I have the fam? Can, can I have the fame? Can I have the post career after when I'm done playing the sport like I can in basketball and football? Because a lot of those guys still have endorsement deals. A lot of those guys still have TV gigs and stuff like that. And baseball, you're just not in the limelight as much when you're done playing baseball unless you're like uh, Kevin Millar. And here is where it's so frustrating for me on the uh, for uh, on that issue that for me baseball seems to be like the single best sport for the internet age in that there's always new content like right now it's the NFL playoffs okay I, I'm I've made no bones about it. I'm not I don't follow the NFL but I do you know I'll watch a playoff game if it's on you know I mean I I dip my toe into it and I and I did watch um the the thrilling end to the 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 Buffalo and Miami who's going to win it's going back and forth yeah. you know it's like and and I've a lot of friends from the Buffalo area and some still live in Buffalo and and I'd like fans in Buffalo to f- experience joy in life and uh I know that's 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 sacrilege to say but you know but then okay the game is over and now we got to wait a full week if you love your football, you got to wait a full week for a new game. In baseball, there, there's always a game on. There's always a chance to show a highlight. There's always new content that you could be putting on there. The NBA seems to understand that. The NBA understands that if they put their content on, there's lots of games a week, and they're and they're putting things on wherever the eyeballs of the fans are. Baseball always seems to fight the internet, blacking out games here, blacking out content here, restricting use of this or that. When the the people who are po- trying to post these things are trying to carry the water for baseball to say we're trying to put it in front of some of these young eyes, and I, you know I think. It's frustrating for me because it, the way it isn't because I'm going to watch baseball no matter what. But I would like to see the sport grow. I would like to find a new generation of fans to discover the game. I do think it's a thrilling sport, obviously. And, you know, they need to figure out how do we get it in front of the right eyeballs and how do we find the right, maybe the right star to, you know, to make baseball cool again. And don't forget, the best place to place your bets for sports is BetOnline.net because BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Right now, we got the NFL playoffs going on. My Saints aren't in it, but that doesn't mean I'm allergic to winning some money. So guess what? Every single week until he gets knocked out, if he gets knocked out, I'm riding with the Chiefs to win, and I'm parlaying that with Patrick Mahomes to throw at least 275 passing yards. Bet online, cash the check, get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. 
from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and world cup we've got it all at betonline.net and if you love sports podcasts you can find those at betonline as well we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info on head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more betonline where the game starts Yeah, and the issue is it feels like there's just so much hidden code in baseball where they have all these unwritten rules where every time you have like a Tim Anderson expressing himself on a baseball field, it always like feels like his voice is being quieted a little bit and calmed yeah. down. So it's like it's hard to say you want more representation in baseball when every one of these or everyone every time one of these guys tried to express themselves by, you know, being quote unquote showboating, you know, pimping a home run, doing something like that, doing a bat flip after a home run, you always say, you know what, now we gotta beam you next time up, or we're gonna call you out the press conference saying you're not playing the right way like Fernando Tatis Jr. when he hits a grand slam on a 3-0 pitch we got to go rip him as the manager in the press conference I think he was like ripped by no, his no, own manager or whatever no, like what, no, what are we doing here that is the single stupidest thing like if I if someone wants to do cartwheels and have a marching band follow them around after a home run I'm fine with it in fact it's funny that you hear about going one of the 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 uh the places one of my baseball bucket lists is uh to go to the caribbean series because i hear like when you go to the caribbean series in the winter and winter ball it is a carnival and you also hear that there's so much styling going on in those games the home runs and people are pimping their home runs or or strutting around on the mound when they get a strikeout let's do that and all this nonsense about play the right way shut up Shut up. Shut up. Babe Ruth used to tip his cap as he was running around the base path. Carl Yastrzemski used to watch and, and show up the pitcher when he was at home plate. Okay. People used to do all sorts of stuff. Those old timers you revere, revered were looked down upon by the previous generation that they weren't playing it the right way. Shut your traps. It, baseball is fun. So let's make it fun. Stop being fun police. Okay. And, and also... Um, what is it people love to see, too? You show the clips of Carlton Fisk waving the ball fair, Joe Carter jumping up and down, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. They don't just show Ken Griffey Jr. making the catch and then calmly walking back to the dog, him holding it up as he's running and doing the little thing like that. We love to see that. So let's stop making it. Oh, no, you must always show no emotion on the field. You know, stop it. Just stop it. If that's holding its back, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Stupidest. Yeah. Act like you've been there before. As if you wouldn't be jumping up and down like an idiot. Yeah, I don't know why people want their players to be statues like when they do something cool like i i never understood that but yeah fans go wild in the stands but you want your players to have no emotion when they're actually the ones putting in the work i, I never understood that well here's the deal some people may just be a bernie williams and put their head down and do that you know or some people may celebrate you know dennis eckersley may do the whole thing where he points at you when he strikes you out or, you know, or someone may be, you may be a Rivera and just sort of walk off the mound. It, it depends. It just depends. Let's bring out people's personalities because in the end, remember when I, you and I talked about this. We're going to wrap this show up because we're in our fifth hour. But um, 
when I think I told you this, that someone asked me if you were going to try to get somebody who's not into baseball into baseball, what would you do? And I would say, watch what the Olympics do, which is tell their backstory, get people into this, interested in the story behind the person, and then they'll root for them. You root for them if you're doing British baking. You root for them if you're making a dress in Project Runway. You'd root for them if they're doing curling. Okay, you get emotionally attached to it. And so let's get emotionally attached to some of these players and let's make some of these players represent certain parts of our country and culture. And damn it, here in Dr. King Day, we do unite everybody and say, stick to sports. Let's get all the best players playing in here. I want every best talented baseball player, whether they're being brought in from Uganda or Puerto Rico or Australia or Compton to be playing in Major League Baseball so we can see the best product possible. Miller Thomas finishes off. Yes, I agree with Sully. Think about how many great players that are not in baseball that are playing in the NFL or NBA right now just because they didn't want to come over to the sport. Imagine if Deion Sanders never wanted to give baseball a try. Imagine how many Deion Sanders there are playing other sports when they could be playing baseball. We got to get our representation back up. We need more black players in baseball. Let the kids play. Let them show their emotions. And Tim Anderson, hopefully you can be the one to lead us because he's one of the most fun players to watch. He just needs to be healthy. Amen. All right, Miller. Well, um, hey, everyone, thanks so much for making Locked On MLB your first listen. And for your second listen, make that Locked On Diamondbacks. Your third listen, make that be Locked On MLB Prospects. Friend of the podcast, Lindsey Crosby. He's a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of getting your podcast, Miller Thomas, where can people listen to you? Hey, you can follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or look up Locked on Dimebacks, both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast. And um, please hit subscribe on the Locked on Dimebacks YouTube channel. And you can follow us at Locked on MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me uh, on Instagram at Locked, uh, Sully Baseball Podcast and subscribe to us on YouTube. We have, I, I think I misread this, 4 billion subscribers. <sighs> oh, wait, no, no, we don't. We have a little less than that, but we're, that's our goal. Our goal is 4 billion subscribers. Then we'll put a tip jar in and ask you to just drop a dollar in every month. And yeah. And Miller, I'll, if I, if I, if they all do that, I'll kick a hundred bucks over to you. Oh, wow. So, Thank you so much. <laughs> You're so, so generous. So I'm kind. a generous man. Sticking to baseball with Miller Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks. This has been the Dr. King edition of Locked On MLB. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Let's fist pump for the doctor. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. Come back either Thursday or probably Friday for one more Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces.